Good morning. Good to see everyone out this morning. Don't care what anybody tells you, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Uh, there are going to be a few uh, little changes to operational changes this morning. Uh, since I'm not quite able to sing yet, uh, doctor said it was bronchitis. <clears throat> I guess. I don't know. I've never been on a bronch in a long time, but but uh, never mind. Sand up is tough. Now, uh, we've asked, uh, asked Mark to uh, lead the songs this morning. Who? No, I don't. I guess those two names all. We don't want Mark leading anything and even approaches music. Wayne Morris, our dear brother, is going to lead songs for us this morning. And uh, so, Mark, I'll just. Aha! Uh-huh. I'm 85 years old and I'm senile. Now get me off the stage. I've seen the Nile before too. All right, good morning. Good morning. Let's, let's open up to uh, open up with uh, number 84. This is the day that the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the Our Father and God, we are so blessed. We are so grateful that we could be here this morning. Even in our darkest times, your light shines bright. In our difficult times, you take us by the hand and you lead us through. And I am grateful. Lord, bless this service this morning. Have your way in our hearts and in our minds. And pull us closer to you. We ask it in Jesus' name. Our Father, Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, 
need the every hour. We need him every hour, every minute. It's our song for communion. The old rugged cross. I think I know this one.
have our communion meditation, Brother Jim. Got up this morning. I felt a little sluggish. All this, all this rain we've had, but, but maybe I can, I can wake up a little bit. Communion I picked this morning is why are we as followers of our Lord Jesus not sharing His message to more lost people? says, do we as followers need a wake-up call? Yes. Each Sunday we recite the Lord's Prayer in our service. And we are really committed to what, it, are we really committed to what it says? Thy will be done. Amen. If we are committed, then we need to share the message of Jesus daily. Jesus told his disciples in Mark 16, verses 15 and 16, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. What a... What a what a conjecture that is. I mean, I mean, all, all our friends or the people we meet, if we knew that they were going to hell, would we be committed to really say something to them? To let the Holy Spirit work in their life. I picked a, uh, actually a, a piece that that uh, one of our relatives put put on Facebook, and it reads like this: What is the biggest reason Christians fail to share Jesus with lost people around them? It's fear. Yeah. One of those fears is that we won't know what to say or won't say the right things. In response to that fear, I will say this. In all honesty, we really need to overcome our own laziness and apathy and study a bit. We can even do an internet search and find some great info on how to lead others to Christ. After doing a little study, though, one must come back to this place. We don't have to say all the right things. Yes. It is the Holy Spirit that draws people to God. Yes. We do our part to study, but then we trust in him to make up the difference yes. where our words inevitably fall short. Because God loves these people, we reach out to. 
He loves them way more than we ever could. Yes. We can trust that as we reach out to them, the Holy Spirit is reaching out to them too, drawing their hearts to God. So friends, allow God to break that fear off your life that keeps you from sharing Jesus. Amen. Spend some time in study and then place your trust in God that his spirit will go with your words to speak into their hearts. For truly it is time, it is time for Christians to be messengers we are called to be, sharing the message of Christ's love in this lost world. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, you have given us a mission to spread your word to lost souls. Yes. Give us the courage to do this on a daily basis. Yes. We may feel weak, but through your spirit, we will be doing your will and winning more souls for you. Amen. Brother Bob had established of us spending a little quiet time alone contemplating uh, what it is that we're getting ready to partake in. If you would, let's just have a few moments of silence, contemplation. not really sure how to do all this other part. You going to do it, Bob? Um, in commemorance of the Lord's Supper, the um, apostles all gathered together with Jesus in the upper room and for the Passover meal, and um, they proclaimed, Jesus proclaimed to them to Take this bread, break it in remembrance of my body that, that will be given in for, uh, forgiveness for all of our sins. Let's each partake the bread. And Christ also said that we should partake of the uh, juice, the fruit of the vine, in remembrance of the blood that he was getting ready to sacrifice for remission of all of our sins. Let's all partake. Let's stand for the doxology.
Power in the blood, number Amen. 334, the blood we just participated with. Let's yes. sing Power in the Blood. great to be in the house of the Lord. I can't tell you how comforting it is to be with my extended family this morning rather than sitting alone in my misery. 
Um, I think everyone knows that yesterday morning my son was found deceased in the bathroom at Thornton's in Clarksville, 35 years old. Tuesday, they'll do an autopsy and we'll find out what happened. At this point, they suspect he had a major heart attack. Um, Fortunately, they didn't see any evidence of any drugs, so I'm very grateful for that. He just got out of jail for possession of heroin, and uh, he told me, he said, Dad, this is the first time in a long time that I really had a change of heart. He was more like he used to be. So I appreciate the prayers and uh, just keep, keep the family lifted up. This morning we're continuing on as Jesus tells the parable of the growing seed in uh, Mark chapter 4 verses 26 through 29. But I want to open up with a prayer. So let's pray. Father God... I need you. This is a difficult time, but your grace is sufficient. And I am grateful. You told me, Lord, that my son is gone, but you're not. Move forward. So here I am, holding your hand, depending on you. I pray, Lord, that you will use these words that you speak through me to plant seeds as we talk about seeds to water seeds that need to be watered to help those plants that's growing to blossom and bloom that's what we need so bless us with your presence bless us with understanding Bless us with strength and strength and courage, as Jim said, to share your love and your word. I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. He also said, this is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up. The seed sprouts. And grows, though he does not know how. All by itself, the soil produces grain. First the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in it, in the head. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it because the harvest has come. Now, the seed here is. The word of God. The soil is the hearts of those who receive it. The hearts of those who hear. Now, in this parable, he tells us very plainly that when we scatter that seed, afterwards, whether we sleep or whether we get up, we don't know how that seed is going to grow. We don't see the evidence... People don't just automatically fall down when you tell them about Jesus and beg for mercy. Now, I have seen that happen, but typically that doesn't happen. In fact, a lot of times they're kind of obnoxious, (laughs) resistant. Let's put it that way. That's a nicer word. (laughs) 
They're resistant to that seed. Uh, It's like trying to put a seed down in the clay. But once we leave that seed and go our way, we don't know what the Holy Spirit is going to do in that person's heart. That's why it's important to water it with prayer. We continue to pray for that person, especially if they were resistant. But regardless, we pray for them. And, you know, this is no different than when you plant a garden. Because when you plant a seed in the dirt, it from there on is out of our control. We can keep the weeds away from it. We can make sure it gets water. But whether it grows or not, it's not up to you and me. It's up to God. And we have to look at that the same way about spreading the word of God. When we share, you know, I know most of you probably know John Lowry from Scottsburg. He walks up to complete strangers. He says, Jesus loves you. That's the first thing he always says. First things out of his mouth. Big grin, big smile. And, and, and so many people are so caught off guard by that. They're like, okay. <laughs> uh, thank you. <laughs> Other Christians say, yeah. And he loves you too. <laughs> but that's one way of spreading seed. You know, it used to, when I was still able to drive... Um, I would go through a drive through restaurant. And uh, as I was getting my order, I would always tell the person, you know, Jesus loves you. He died for your sins. And some people would just never said anything, just ignored it. Some people said, yeah, I know, thank you. And some people say, I don't believe that. <laughs> But that planted a seed. Just that simple. That planted a seed for them to, when they have a moment alone, sitting by themselves at home with, with, with just their TV or whatever, or especially laying in bed at night, then the Holy Spirit can say, remember what that guy said to you? He said that Jesus died for you. We never know what impact it's going to have. And that's what Jesus is saying here. You don't know. It's, in other words, it's not our responsibility to make someone become a Christian. That's not the point of sharing a gospel. And I think often we get that confused. We often think we're going to go out and make people Christians. Make them disciples is what the Bible says. But what he's saying is not that it's our responsibility. I mean, we're not going to hold a gun to their head and say, accept Jesus or die. You know, that wouldn't be any good either. That's forced. But what we do is we introduce them to Jesus. But it always, in my experience, works better If you take time to get to know the person before you start springing Jesus on them. It's friendship evangelism is what they call it, I think. It's what I call it anyway. 
you build a little, a little bit of a friendship with people and so that they get to see Jesus working in you and through you. And sometimes, because of that, they will ask, how can you, how can you be so happy and it's such a hard time? Because Jesus loves me. Because Jesus lives in me. Because Jesus lives through me. Because I trust him. He promised me that he would keep me. That he would never leave me. He would never forsake me. He promised that he would take every step that I take. He promised that even though he may not remove the obstacles that are challenges out of my life. Whatever that challenge is. He will be with me as I go through it. And he will see me through to the other side. He promised that. And when people see that in your life, when they really see that you are living out what you say you believe, it has an impact on their heart. And they ask, how? Why? What is it about you that's so different? And then they begin to realize that there is something to the message of Jesus. It's not just about telling people about Jesus It's also about showing them who Jesus is by how we live. Those seeds are watered well. Those seeds are put into soil that you have taken the time to cultivate properly before you put the seed in the ground. Did, Did you ever try to grow something by just throwing seeds on top of the ground? I've done that before. Don't work too good. (laughs) It's kind of a waste of seeds. (laughs) And it also, if you don't take out all the grass and all the weeds, it still don't do too good. It's no different. That's why it's important to build a relationship with these people before. You know, cold calling, they call it, just walking up to a stranger's door, knocking on it, and telling them about Jesus... That's not nearly as effective as if you build a relationship with somebody. Get their trust, and they're more likely to respect what you say. Now, working with our family can be the most difficult place to spread seed. I remember when you, yeah, I remember that too, but I've been forgiven of that. (laughs) At least by Jesus, sounds like you haven't. (laughs) But, you know, uh, it's difficult. But I I want to give you a little encouragement. I didn't see my children for years. And when I did, it was very sporadic. But now they all have accepted Jesus. And I believe Matthew is with the Lord right now. That's why I'm here. That's why I can move on. That's why I can not completely undone. I asked Jesus to take care of my son. And he'll do it much better than I ever did. Or ever could. And David said, I may not be able to bring the child to me, but I can go to the child. I'm spreading seeds, folks. 
seeds of faith, I hope you all can see that I believe what Jesus says. That's why I didn't miss today. And if he wasn't holding me up, I couldn't be here today. Praise Jesus. And then comes the day that it begins to grow above the soil. For those of you who have ever planted something, isn't it exciting to just watch it grow? Isn't it amazing? It's a miracle. It really is. It's a miracle just to watch. You, you, you put the seeds in the ground, you cover it up, and you wait. <laughs> and you remove this, the weeds out of the way, and you wait. And then you begin to see these little green sprouts starting to come up. And you think, wow, look what God has done. And then it gets bigger and bigger. And, you know, and especially corn. Corn is amazing. Corn is amazing. It's really big. And then it starts to, to have these blooms. And then it starts to have these little corn cobs starting to grow. And they get bigger bigger. And then the tassels come out. And then they start to turn. And then it's time. It's time to gather in the harvest. Now, from a spiritual perspective, what he's teaching us is, is that as the seeds that we sprout, that we spread, we begin to water them and we get to watch some of them. We get to actually see them begin to sprout, begin to take root, begin to grow. And then we know that when they're gone, we know where they are. And we got to help. I can tell you for sure, it's a much better feeling when somebody dies to know that they're with the Lord than to have to wonder. I've done a lot of funerals, folks. And I can tell you for sure, when somebody dies that that people don't know the Lord, it is an awful place to be. The weeping and the wailing and the hopelessness is just so thick. And you try to share Jesus with them. But that's not always the best soil. Sometimes it is. Some people, because of the loss, it opens their heart. Other people, it makes them angry at God. And they're completely closed off. Well, if there is a God, why would he allow this? Why wouldn't he? What's special about your child? What's special about my child? That they won't be taken. Nothing. Part of life after the fall includes death. And there is nowhere, I guarantee you, there's nowhere in Scripture where we're promised how old we're going to be when we die. Nowhere. Nowhere in Scripture are we promised that we won't have a terrible disease that's painful and, and, and hurts a lot and ultimately takes our life. Now, I know that doesn't sound very encouraging, but I want to tell you this. I witness people 
who were in more pain than any of us have ever experienced through cancer. I watched them come to church and praise the Lord until they couldn't anymore. And when they were lying in their bed, they were still praising the Lord. And when they passed, they had a smile on their face because they saw Jesus. What's our excuse? We need to be more fearful and respectful for God than we are fearful of man. We need to get the word out, folks. Time is short. I really believe this. I really believe time is short. And, you know, let me, let me put this in a context to where maybe it will make more sense. Let's say that you're spouse or your child or your brother or sister or some family member or a close friend comes and tells you, well, the doctor says, I have X amount of months to live. Are you going to waste that time that you have to spend with that person? Or are you really going to try to spend some time and make some memories and have that in your heart after they're gone? This world is dying and on its way to hell. At least our friends and our family, often we can spend quality time with them knowing that when they're gone, they're going to be with the Lord. But there's many, many people in this world that don't know Jesus. Time is short and they're on their way to hell. We have the answer. We have the seeds to plant that will help produce a crop that when they die, they instead of going to hell and burning for all of eternity, they'll go to paradise and be with Jesus and opulence and love and mercy and grace and in the very presence of Jesus Christ and God himself. Why are we resistant to help them get there? Are we selfish? I'm going. If you don't make it, that's too bad. That's your problem. You had the same chance I did. Think about it. We may not say that. We may not think that. But in essence, that's what our attitude is often. I'm going. I'm secure. If you're not, that's your problem. When we refuse to share, that's our attitude. Whether we see it that way or not. I'm just being real, folks. I don't mean to hurt anybody's feelings, but I would rather us have a few hurt feelings now than standing before Jesus. Amen. Amen. So let's do what the Bible says. Let's fulfill the great commission that he gave us to go and share his word, to go and make disciples teaching them all that I have shared with you and baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. This is what spreading the seed is all about. Growing the kingdom of God. You think about what a privilege it is 
for us to have the opportunity to actually make God's kingdom a bigger place, a better place, more filled with family. What a privilege. We need to take advantage of it. If you have a need this morning, just mind the Lord and come as we sing. Brother Wayne. Let's stand and everyone um, singing 389 softly and tenderly. Jesus is calling.
All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. Appreciate the comfort. I don't know if we did we go over the announcements. The only thing I see here is the um, Southern Indiana Christian Men's Fellowship will meet tomorrow evening at Mount Eden. Meeting starts at 7. And I guess we go over the uh, prayer list. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, God bless you. Happy birthday to you. About anniversaries. Anyone? Anyone have any other announcements, Brother Jim? I can do that. Get us out of here. Let's all stand together. Father God.
Thank you so much for being here with us this morning. Thank you that your presence is so real. That you really do keep your promises. That you hold us up when we feel like falling. Lord, continue to be with us. Help us to overcome our fears. And to fear someone going to hell more than we fear sharing with them. To prevent it. In that way, we love as you love. So help us, Lord. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.